Catholic opinion. My name is Father Anthony Sumich, a priest of the Priestly Fraternity of St. Peter. Let's begin today's show with a prayer in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So welcome to the Catholic Opinion. This show is coming to you from St. Anne's Chapel in Teatatu South, where we are based. The Fraternity of St. Peter is a Society of Apostolic Life, invited into the Auckland Diocese by Bishop Patrick Dunn, coming up nearly six years ago now, and we administer to the traditional Latin Mass, the Latin Mass chaplaincy, uh, that form of the Mass from the centuries, the Church, the Mass of all ages, and under the invitation of the Bishop, we supply that Mass and all the accompanying sacraments in the Diocese of Auckland. So if you're interested in any of the activities that we have centered around our spirituality, which is the traditional liturgical patrimony of the Catholic Church, you can look those things up and have a look at some of our things on our webpage, which is fssp.nz, or our Facebook page, FSSP Auckland. Now, due to the quickly changing situation in New Zealand with regards to vaccine mandates and... Um, traffic light levels it, I urge you to constantly look at our website to see if we have any changes of venue for the most part from Monday through to Saturday our masses are at St Anne's Chapel in Tiara 2 uh, with the odd exception on, on occasion on Fridays up at Mount St Mary's uh, in Titerangi and our Sunday masses are at the moment at least currently at St Anne's Chapel but that's subject to change with regards to changes about mandates, vaccine mandates and traffic light levels. We hope to be able to go back to St Paul's College sooner rather than later, but that's not really in our hands. Nevertheless, um, in general on this program, we have been, <clears throat> the last few years, been talking about the history of the Catholic Church. I'm not going to continue with that today or next week as uh, we're in the middle of two uh, three first-class feasts here in Auckland. Today, of course, the 18th is the dedication of the Cathedral of Saints Joseph and Patrick, called St. Pat's Cathedral. It's dedicated, rededicated on this day. And so this is a first-class feast in the diocese. Yesterday, of course, was the Feast of St. Patrick. Yes, and tomorrow was the Feast of St. Joseph. So with these great feasts around us, I'm going to give a little bit of a meditation, a little bit of a talk today on St. Joseph, the uh, patron of the Universal Church and one who we should always be turning to in our needs. So to begin with this meditation today, I'm going to read or say, I should say, a prayer about St. Joseph and I ask you to Join in with me in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
To thee, O blessed Joseph, do we have recourse in our tribulation, and having implored the help of thy thrice holy spouse, we confidently invoke thy patronage also. By that charity wherewith thou wast united to the Immaculate Virgin Mother of God, and by that fatherly affection with which thou didst embrace the child Jesus, we beseech thee and we humbly pray that thou wouldst look graciously upon the inheritance which Jesus Christ hath purchased by his blood, and assist us in our needs by thy power and strength. Most watchful guardian of the Holy Family, protect the chosen people of Jesus Christ. Keep far from us, most loving Father, all blight of error and corruption. Mercifully assist us from heaven, most mighty defender, in this our conflict with the powers of darkness. And, even as of old, thou didst rescue the child Jesus from supreme peril of his life. So now defend God's holy church from the snares of the enemy and from all adversity. Keep us, one and all, under thy continual protection, that we may be supported by thine example and thine assistance, and may be enabled to lead a holy life, die a happy death, and come at last to the possession of eternal blessedness in heaven. Amen. So St. Joseph is the spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary and the patron of the Universal Church. Tomorrow, therefore, the Church presents St. Joseph, the great patriarch, to whose care God willed to entrust the most chosen portion of his flock, Mary and Jesus. Because Joseph was selected by God to be the guardian of the family of Nazareth, the nucleus of the great Christian family, the Church recognises in him the guardian and patron of all Christendom. Herein lies the significance of tomorrow's feast, which invites us to fix our attention on the mission entrusted to this great saint in relation to Jesus and to the Universal Church. You could say that never more has he been needed than in these times of worldwide breakdown, and especially with the problems in the Ukraine and Russia, two countries that have separated themselves through the schism of 1054, or at least through the the Greek Orthodox Church, and then by extension themselves. And so we pray to St. Joseph for a return of these lost sheep. Aware of the great mystery of the Incarnation, Joseph's whole life gravitated about that of the Incarnate Word, For him, he endured worry, suffering, fatigue, and great labor. To him, he consecrated all his solicitude, his energies, his resources, his time. He reserved nothing for himself, but completely oblivious of any personal needs, desires, or views, he devoted himself entirely to the interests and the needs of Jesus. Truly nothing existed for Joseph except Jesus and Mary, and he felt that his life on earth had no other raison d'etre than his care of them. 
In this way, he participated fully as a humble hidden collaborator in the work of the redemption. If he did not accompany Jesus in his apostolic life and to his death on the cross, as Mary did, nevertheless, he worked for the same end as the Saviour. Having been the faithful guardian of the Holy Family, it is impossible that from the heights of heaven, St. Joseph should not continue to protect the great Christian family, the Universal Church, which, confident of his protection and relying on his assistance, prays in this manner. Sustained, O Lord, by the protection of the spouse of your Holy Mother, we beseech your clemency that by his merits and intercession you will guide us to eternal glory. These words are taken from the Missale Romanum and the Mass of St. Joseph. St. Joseph's vocation to become the guardian of the Holy Family was also an invitation to divine intimacy. We must not forget that he stood at the dividing line between the Old and the New Testament. The first part of his life belonged to the Old Testament, the second to the New. Before the coming of Jesus, he, like all the patriarchs of the Old Law, would certainly have followed the trend of his time and his relations with God would have been especially influenced by the sentiment of reverent fear. But as soon as the angel revealed to him the mystery of the Incarnation, lifting that great load off his conscience, and he learned that Mary, his spouse, was to be the mother of the Redeemer, Everything in his life changed. God, whom he had always honoured as the Most High, the Inaccessible, the Thrice Holy, had now come near to him, so near that he had taken flesh in the womb of Joseph's spouse and, by extension, had chosen him, Joseph, as his foster father. As soon as Jesus was born, he was placed in Joseph's arms and entrusted to his care. Later he would grow in his sight, be fed at his table, and sleep under his roof. What a life of intimacy. And it was not only an intimacy of external relations, but also one of profound interior spiritual relations. For Joseph knew by faith that Jesus was his God. Thus, Together with Mary, this great saint 
was the first one to enter into that life of love and intimacy with God, to which Jesus opened the door. Let us then watch Joseph fulfill his mission, not only with complete exterior dedication, but also with a heart filled with Jesus, a heart in which a glorious life of divine intimacy flourishes, while he is devoting himself to the work required by his position as foster father, he lives in the secrecy of his heart, in continual relations of love with his God, the incarnate word. In the church, each one of us has his mission to fulfill for the good of souls and, of course, the glory of God. This mission requires work, often fatiguing work and much sacrifice and intense activity. Like St. Joseph, we must give ourselves generously and totally, without sparing, without reserve. But at the same time, we must also give ourselves to the works of God. With a heart filled with God, with a heart which lives with him in an intimacy nourished by the assiduous exercise of prayer. St. Joseph teaches us the blessed secret of a life of combined activity and contemplation, so that, following his example, we may give ourselves to the active life without neglecting our life of intimate union with God. So on this feast day tomorrow, <coughs> on this feast day tomorrow, we need to recall very much this holy patriarch, this foster father of Jesus, this one whose solicitude was entirely focused on his foster son and his God. But at the same time, this guardianship that he exercised over the holy family, he now exercises over the whole of the church. The fundamental disposition of St. Joseph's soul was one of complete confidence and abandonment to God, which had its source in his deep, deep faith. St. Matthew, in his Gospel, in the first chapter, verse 19, called Joseph a just man. Now, sacred scripture teaches that the just man liveth by faith in Romans 1.17. And it can well be affirmed that no creature after the Blessed Virgin Mary has lived as much by faith as Joseph. In fact, having spent his whole life within the orbit of the mystery of the Incarnation, he necessarily had to pass through all the obscurities which surrounded the accomplishment of the great mystery. He needed great faith, a deep faith, a faith continually nourished by suffering and tempered through anguish. The perplexity aroused in his mind by Mary's mysterious maternity 
seeing her pregnant, knowing her holiness and knowing that he was not the father would have torn his heart. Not daily, not hourly, but every minute of the day. The extreme poverty and anxieties connected with Bethlehem. The privations during the flight into Egypt and living in that foreign pagan land, eking his living, living out by working for anyone that he could, would all have afflicted his sensitive soul to such an extent that in the most serious crises he needed the intervention of an angel by whom he was sustained and introduced into the depths of the divine mystery unfolding before his eyes. Joseph allowed himself to be guided with the docility and blind confidence of a child. The gospel relates four events which testify to this. Firstly, <clears throat> an angel put an end to his anguish by commanding him to take Mary as his spouse. Quote, For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Unquote. And Joseph did not hesitate a moment, and he did, quote, as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, unquote. Secondly, an angel warned him to take the child and his mother and fly into Egypt. Without delay, in the middle of the night, the saint arose and carried out the order. Objectively, the flight presented overwhelming difficulties. The great inconvenience and danger of the journey, extreme poverty, exile in a strange land. But the angel spoke and Joseph obeyed. And thirdly, after Herod's death, an angel ordered him to return into the land of Israel. And fourthly, an angel warned him to withdraw into Galilee. So here we have four acts of faith and blind obedience. Joseph neither hesitated nor reasoned. He made no objection, for he had complete contrast in God. He believed in him fully, in his word, in his divine providence. So Joseph's whole day may be summed up as a continual adherence to the divine plan. Even in situations which were very obscure and mysterious to him. In our life too, there is always some mystery, either because God is pleased to work in a hidden, secret manner, or because his action is always incomprehensible to our human intelligence. Therefore, we need that glance of faith, that complete confidence, which, relying on the infinite goodness of God, convinces us that he always and in all circumstances wills our good and disposes everything to that end. Only this loving trust will permit us, like St. Joseph, always to say our yes to every manifestation of the divine will. A humble, prompt, trustful yes in spite of the obscurities, the difficulties, the mystery, God made use of the angels to make his will known to Joseph. To manifest it to us, he makes use of our superiors 
those who are lawfully over us, whether it be parents, whether it be the the lawful rulers of the country or whatever, our church superiors, like the angels, they become his messengers and envoys. Let us obey lawful commands with the simplicity of St. Joseph, understanding that God can employ any person or circumstance to make us know and execute his divine will, just as he used Caesar's edict to bring Joseph to Bethlehem, where Jesus was to be born. The Roman emperor had far different intentions, but God utilized this political act to carry out the plan of the incarnation. God always governs and directs all things toward the fulfillment of his holy will. Another characteristic of St. Joseph's life was his entire consecration to the mission entrusted to him by God. Joseph did not live for himself and his own interests, but only for God, whom he served in Jesus and Mary. Thus, he is the true model of interior souls, of souls who desire to live totally for God and with God in the accomplishment of the mission they have received from him. O St. Joseph, happy are you to whom it was given not only to see and hear that, that God whom so many desired to see and saw not, to hear and heard not, but even to carry him in your arms, to embrace him, to clothe him, to watch over him. O St. Joseph, what others have only after death you had while still living. Like the blessed in heaven, you enjoyed God and lived close to him. You clasped to your heart the infant Jesus. You accompanied him in the flight to Egypt. You sheltered him under your roof. Oh, how sweet were the kisses you received from Jesus. With what joy you heard the little one lisping the name of Father. And how delightful to feel his gentle embrace. With what love did he rest on your knees when his little body was worn out with fatigue. Love without reserve brought you to him as to a most dear son whom the Holy Spirit had given you through the Virgin, your spouse. O glorious saint, it is a thing which truly astonishes us, the great favours which God has bestowed upon us and the perils from which he has freed us, both in body and in soul, through your intercession. To other saints, the Lord seems to have given grace to succour them, in some of their necessities, but you secure us in them all. If anyone cannot find a master to teach him how to pray, let him take you as his master and he will not go astray. May the life of the whole church as well as the interior life of every Christian grow and prosper under your patronage, O Joseph. We place our spiritual lives under your protection. You who lived so close to Jesus, bring us to intimacy with him so that following your example, we may serve him with a heart full of love.
So let's now pray the litany of St. Joseph, asking St. Joseph that in these times of crisis in the world, that he looks over the universal church and brings back to one fold those of the Eastern churches now warring on the boundaries of Western Europe. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, amen. Lord, have mercy on us. Christ, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on us. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven, have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God, the Holy Trinity, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Renowned offspring of David, pray for us. Light of patriarchs, pray for us. Spouse of the Mother of God, pray for us. Chaste guardian of the Virgin, pray for us. Foster father of the Son of God, pray for us. Diligent protector of Christ, pray for us. Head of the Holy Family, pray for us. Joseph, most just, pray for us. Joseph, most chaste, pray for us. Joseph, most prudent, pray for us. Joseph, most strong, pray for us. Joseph, most obedient, pray for us. Mirror of patience, or Joseph, most faithful, pray for us. Mirror of patience, pray for us. Lover of poverty, pray for us. Model of artisans, Pray for us. Glory of home life. Pray for us. Guardian of virgins. Pray for us. Pillar of families. Pray for us. Solace of the wretched. Pray for us. Hope of the sick. Pray for us. Patron of the dying. Pray for us. Terror of demons. Pray for us. Protector of Holy Mother the Church. Pray for us. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. He made him Lord of his house and ruler of all his substance. Let us pray. O God, who in thine unspeakable Providence didst vouchsafe to choose blessed Joseph to be the spouse of thy most holy mother. Grant, we beseech thee, that we may deserve to have him as, as our intercessor in heaven, whom we venerate on earth as our protector, who liveth and reigneth, world without end. Amen. So that is the litany of St. Joseph. And on tomorrow, of course, is feast day. We raise up our hearts to him, calling upon him to bring succor to the universal church of which he is the guardian, especially due to the problems in the church, first of all, and the sinfulness of the members of the church, but especially to end this war in the Ukraine. All right, there's a prayer to St. Joseph, uh, the working prayer that I will conclude with, and then we'll just have a bit of a sign-off after this. Glorious St. Joseph, pattern of all who are devoted to toil, obtain for me the grace to toil in the spirit of penance, in order thereby to atone for my many sins. 
to toil conscientiously, putting devotion to duty before my own inclinations, to labor with thankfulness and joy, deeming it an honor to employ and to develop by my labor the gifts I have received from Almighty God, to work with order, peace, moderation, and patience, without ever shrinking from weariness and difficulties, to work above all with a pure intention and with detachment from self, having always before my eyes the hour of death and the counting which I must then render of time ill-spent, of talents unemployed, of good undone, and of my empty pride and success, which is so fatal to the work of God. All for Jesus, all through Mary, all in imitation of thee, O Patriarch Joseph. This shall be my motto in life and death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, uh, we're nearing the end of the time for our show today. I want to thank everybody for joining in and listening to us. Like I said at the beginning of the show, with the uncertainty around the COVID restrictions and the vaccine mandates, please uh, pay close attention to our Facebook page. That's the first thing we normally post on, which is FSSP Auckland, but also our website, fssp.nz, to see if there are any changes in mass times and mass placings, especially as we head now through Lent and heading towards Holy Week. So have a blessed weekend. Uh, we hope to see you at church on Sunday. And if you're not able to come in, you can watch it at the live mass, which we feed every day. You can link that from our website. So God bless you all and have a happy and holy weekend. I'll give you a blessing now. Benedictio Dei Omnipotentis, Parts, Affiliates, Spiritus, Sanctus, Shindit, Superboss, Money at Semper. Amen. Amen.